You're listening to 106.9 here on Tune FM. A concerning study published in the Australian Journal of Education has found that female scientists are vastly underrepresented in Australian curriculums. Researchers are highly concerned that the lack of representation could be a factor in the gender gap within STEM fields, namely science, technology, engineering and mathematics. In the study, four Year 11 and Year 12 STEM subjects, namely biology, chemistry, physics and environmental science, were analysed and only one female scientist was named, and only in Queensland, South Australia and the Northern Territory. All other states and territories focused their curriculums entirely on male-centric scientists and narratives. Dr. Kat Ross, the lead researcher from Curtin University, stated that the lack of female representation was inaccurate and alarming, considering the participation rates in women in STEM are much lower compared to men. According to the Department of Industry, Science and Resources, women make up only 37% of enrolments in university STEM courses and 17% of VET STEM enrolments. Only 15% of STEM jobs are held by women, despite women making up nearly 50% of the workforce. Only 8% of chief executives within STEM industries are women, and the gap in pay between women and men in STEM industries was over $27,000. Joining me today to discuss this issue is UNE's own Associate Professor Debbie Bauer, a passionate conservation biologist and head of the Laboratory of Applied Zoology and Ecosystem Restoration, known as LASER, in the School of Environmental and Rural Science. Debbie has also been awarded a Superstars of STEM Award from Science and Technology Australia and has contributed to research papers, been awarded grants to study tree frogs and is the unit coordinator for multiple environmental science units. Professor Bauer, uh, Associate Professor Bauer, thank you so much for talking with me today. Hi Ben. Do you think that the disparity in levels between male and female scientist representation within STEM curriculums is contributing to the gap between men and women studying STEM beyond high school? Yeah, that's definitely part of the problem that's happening here. And, you know, it stems all the way back to when we're growing up as kids in this world and boys are encouraged to do maths, to do engineering, to fix things. And even God's a man in Western culture. You know, that's what we hear from the time that we're growing up. And so looking around us, even in textbooks, if all you see is men, there's a, there's a saying that you can't see what you can't be. And so we need role models and representation of women to show kids and little girls that that's what they can grow into. I think you've just answered my next question. Is it important for young Australians looking to enter STEM industries to be able to see academic role models that match their gender? It's really important. And that's not just a gender issue. It's also a First Nations issue. It's an issue that we need a diversity of role models in STEM because everyone can be a scientist and we need diversity of people in science for innovation. The best scientific teams have a range of people with different skill sets. And so if we have a range of different role models, then that leads to people of all different types getting into science. Is that something you and LASER have attempted to ensure when um, your team working in the, in the LASER Environmental and Rural Science School, there is a range of people from different backgrounds? Yeah, one of the metrics for my lab that I look to achieve is to have a diversity of gender, Um, a diversity of backgrounds. I like to have students from developing countries as well because their scientific education is often underrepresented. And by having a mix of different people in laser, then we can achieve um, a whole range of different research questions. Did you personally notice a lack of female scientists and female-led science discoveries being taught while you were in high school? 
I'm a herpetologist, which means I study reptiles and amphibians. And in herpetology, there's a definite bias in the professor level scientists, so the role models in a lack of women. I personally was really lucky in that my honours supervisor, who was later my postdoctoral supervisor, was a woman. And she went part-time through um, a period of time of having children. And she's been a really big advocate for people from all different backgrounds to do science. That's fantastic. So that's, and that's something that you've seen improve as you progress through your tertiary studies and now are studying at you, and now are teaching at a university, you're seeing the situation slowly start to get better? Certainly in herpetology conferences today, there's um, a lot of a lot of women, a lot of different genders in the early groups. There's still something called the leaky pipeline where there are barriers in place for women as they progress in their careers and trying to support women through having children and coming back to work. Um, there's also implicit bias. So Yale did a study where they put out identical resumes and the only thing that was different was that one had Jen on it and one had um, John. And consistently the resume with the female name was ranked lower in competence and in the way that people thought about that person. So there's all of this implicit bias in the system that we have to look out for. That's horrifying. Do you think that uh, by managing and equalising the level of scientists that are represented at a young age within people that are just finishing high school heading into tertiary studies this will this will help to reduce that implicit bias over time yes i think that having representation having role models of a whole different range of scientists it's going to help encourage women into stem encourage different backgrounds into stem we've still got a lot of work to do for when the women get there for reducing those barriers and that implicit bias later on but it will certainly help for that initial stage do you think that states and territories have a responsibility to ensure that female scientists are equally represented where possible within senior school curriculums? Yeah, absolutely. It's up to the government to represent the people and to look out for people. And if they invest in having a diversity of scientists, then they're investing in better innovation for the country, which is going to benefit everybody. Despite the gap in representation, should young girls be discouraged from entering STEM industries? Of course not. Everybody can enter STEM and we absolutely need the young, bright women of this world to stand up and be strong and come on in and solve the world's problems. Do you have any messages you'd like to convey to any female students across Australia considering tertiary studies within a STEM field besides come and study under you in one of your units? I would remind all of the young people out there that there are multiple pathways into a science program and if you've had a rough um, adolescence, if you've had a rough time as a teenager, you can do bridging courses, you can do extra different pathways to get into a university degree. Don't give up just because high school was rough and um, know that we need you and we need all of those different skill sets in science. We need people who can work in teams, we need people who can think about other people and all of those, um, all of the different um, all of the different skill sets are really valuable. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Ben.